welcome back to So Dramatic. I'm your host, Yara, and today I have a special guest with me, my good friend, Jenna, and we're going to talk about how we met so you can get some background information on us. So, Jenna, tell us how we met. Yeah, of course. Um, So, I guess I'll start with, we love bands. We both happen to be attending a show in, uh, was it, I think it was 2013, and I happened to be talking to the girls in front of me online about, I don't even know, about nonsense, and Sierra needed a charger, and from that point on, it was history. We spent the whole show kind of just hanging, and then we realized that um, we had quite a lot in common. And we met the show, and then the second time I ever talked to her, like, met her in person, I slept at her house with another band was there, and, like, Mm-hmm. It was a little messy. We were messy, but we're going to do an episode about how we were messy in high school. So if you want to listen to that, please let us know because we have oh, lots yeah. of tea to spill and we would love to talk about that and how our lives were kind of like a Wattpad fan fiction. But today <laughs> we're talking about a really popular Netflix show called Outer Banks. If you watched it, yes. If you didn't, what are you doing? Watch Outer Banks right now. Just as a warning, there's going to be spoilers in this episode. We're talking about everything from the beginning to end about the show. And for background, the show is about a group of teens that live in the Outer Banks. And they're on a mission. They're looking for gold, basically. And their friendship is, like, a really important part of the show. And there's some battles between them and other teens. And it's a perfect teen show with mystery, action, violence, all that good, fun stuff that you love in a TV show. So, Jenna, tell me, what was your first impression of the show? So I I we're all on lockdown right now. I think it's the whole world and I needed something to watch and I thought, okay, you know what? Sierra and I bonded over Degrassi forever ago. I was like, you know what? That's what it's going to be. It's going to be feel good. It'll be easy. So my first impression was like, we'll try this out. This could be okay. This could be good. By the end of the first episode, I was like, I have no idea where this is going. I'm all in. Yeah, same. When I first started watching, I was like, oh, What's this show about? Because you really don't know what's yep. happening. You get John B, you get him running, and you're like, what's what's going on? And then you kind of get the gist of things when we get to, like, the middle of the episode. And it, let me just say, when they're at the motel, that was episode one, They that was so scary. Like, first episode, they are already on, like, make you go on your feet, and you're like, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. I was scared. I felt like I was watching a crime show. I was like, what's happening? And that really set the tone for the whole show that you're going to be, like, so like oh mm-hmm. my god what's happening next i need to watch the next episode throughout the whole season and yeah i felt like at first i was like oh just a teen show they're at the beach like it's like a beachy like feel good show but nope mm-hmm. nope it turned into something way different and within the first episode the point really turned when we get john b at the beach and he's having a party and he explains who the kooks are who the pogues are and the torons so kooks are the rich kids Pogues are the poor kids, and right when John B. and Topper get into a fight and he starts drowning John B., I'm like, wow, this got dark. Like, this was insane. I was like, this is psychotic. I told Jenna, like, what the heck is going on? Because we were texting about this show, and I was like, I just can't believe that he's drowning this guy. It it was one of those things where you, like, you know, you see bad cop take some money. You see the kids find this weird stuff. And you're like, okay, so maybe this is going to be, there's going to be some drama in this show. It'll be yeah. fun. And then we quickly learn that it's not drama. I think the turning point for me 
And one of my favorite moments from the whole season, I think, was also Sierra and I talked about it, was just realizing that, like, they're not drunk kids fighting on the beach anymore. They mm-hmm. are they are going at it. They are not just fighting, but they are trying to hurt each other. They are yeah. trying to scare each other. And that's when I think I realized, like, okay, this is not what I thought. At first, you're like, oh, the cops found the money in episode one. Like, what's the money about? And you kind of think it's like a Gossip Girl kind of, like, Mm-hmm. you know, like, like, money, like, scandal, but, like, no, it's not just about money, it's a, a lot about, like, mm-hmm. the whole class thing, like, the pogues versus the kooks, and you're, like, what's going on? Like, I was, like, petrified at, like, the whole fight on the beach with Topper and John B, and Topper drowning John B, and then, we, as we know, JJ found a gun, and I feel like when JJ found the gun at first, I was, like, okay, can I trust mm-hmm. JJ? Like, what's he gonna do with that gun? And I thought at first JJ was going to turn on everyone. I thought he was going to go psycho, like mm-hmm. loose cannon. And then on the beach, JJ defends John B and everyone's like, what the heck? And that's when the whole tone of the show changed. When John B is getting drowned, JJ takes the gun out and they're like, oh my God, what just happened? And then you're on the next episode and you're like, okay, okay, that's mm-hmm. crazy. This gun obviously plays a part throughout mm-hmm good part of the series but when you see him take it you're like okay this could go somewhere interesting yeah but when it turns into like the poor kid one of the pogues is walking around waving a gun at a party that's when you realize like okay so this isn't just a bunch of drunk teenagers like you said we've hit a class war like yeah this is gonna change everything like they are out to get each other and it's gonna be interesting yeah, I feel like a lot of people aren't talking about the whole class war thing, but this whole season felt like a class war. In the very end, you know, it's like, it is a class war. Like, the rich can do what they want, and the poor has to suffer. And then it turns around because the poor kids are finally doing what they want and trying to get their power back. And I feel like the gun for JJ was him getting his power back. It was not just a gun on that show. It was him taking his power back, doing what he wants, not letting the kooks do what they want anymore because... If he didn't have the gun, how would they get away from Topper? Because Topper harasses them all the time, Topper and Rafe. And I'm like, JJ took his power back. He was like, you know what? I can do what I want. I mean, it's crazy, but JJ Mm -hmm. deserves some kind of power because he's so alone throughout the whole season. And I think they already are in this mindset where they, that all the kooks are walking around and they think so low of us anyway, why not? why not be that person? If they're going to think this, we might as well defend ourselves and let them know. Mm-hmm. I get, like, if I was in that situation and I'd be like, JJ, what are you doing? You have the gun. But JJ did defend John B. John B was literally drowning and they were all scared. Like, even Sarah Cameron was like, you're drowning him. Like, what are you doing? But let me ask you, who is your favorite character on the show? Please tell me. I don't really know if I have that answer. JJ is just the most well thought out, his character development, everything about him is it's top notch. Even from the beginning, one of the first things Sierra said to me was, can we trust JJ? Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how I feel about this. Um, and the character development by the end of it, you're rooting for him so much. I think yeah. the stoner vibes, I'm here for it. I think that he's he's hilarious. He's a little bit wacky and you really, he's a loose cannon. We'll say that for sure. And you don't know mm-hmm. what's going to go on. But I always found myself rooting for JJ, but also like, John B is a fighter and he I have a lot of respect for him and he'll he's never giving up on what he wants and we've talked about this before Pope is just an underdog and so underrated but he's absolutely hilarious and I think that the group wouldn't have been the same without him I feel like a lot of people have created this narrative that like 
he was just kind of there. And I think Yeah, no, no, no. He, he was, was not just there. He made this group. And I think that Key is just beautiful and badass. And I think that I really loved and respected her loyalty to her friends, but also her ability to hold her own in a group of these guys who were all kind of loose cannons and wild. And she probably had a lot to lose as I want to say a former kook, but not really. She's still part of figure eight and that's kind of her life. And Mm -hmm. she didn't care. She cared about her friends a lot. I think that there's all have a lot to offer and I really don't know, but I think that my heart kind of lies with JJ. My favorite character is JJ. I love all of them. Like they all like have such natural chemistry, but Mm -hmm. JJ is like, he was so like, you know, that one character on a TV show that really blows you out the park and you're like, wow, like, you didn't expect him to be like, I think everyone expected John B to be like the fave, which everyone loves John B, but he is mm-hmm. the protagonist. So everyone's going to like him, but JJ, his acting, everything, like he was so funny and his character used like humor as a coping mechanism for his really awful life with an abusive father, which I was so sad. And like, I really felt for him and like, I wanted to like save him throughout the whole show, but like he really did hold his own. Like you were talking about earlier, like he had the pogues, which was so great that he had a family and that's what he had to live for. Like John B was on that mission and Pope had a scholarship. John B had his dad's mission to go out for. Kiara always had a home when if, mm-hmm. if she ever wanted to be kook again, I mean, she probably could have take trouble like for her to do that, but she still had a home. JJ didn't have a home, you know, and his home was the Pogues. So he finally had something to live for. And that made me really happy. Like, I love his character and his development. But yeah. yeah. He was someone that also was like, showed no loyalty. Like, he didn't have someone looking out for him at any point, mm-hmm. but he was there for his friends and he would yeah. do anything for them. And I think that that was something that I thought a lot about too was like he was he was there for his friends he was going to show up and he was going to be a pogue and he was going to do what he had to do Mm -hmm. keep his friends safe yeah he would do whatever and that's what I really appreciated about him (laughs) and people like don't talk about pope enough I'm like pope lost his scholarship for the pogues that he did anything that they could like it's just amazing and I think a lot of like the underlying theme also the show is like the whole father figure thing Pope's dad was like you know mad at him and then you have JJ's dad who is like awful and then you have freaking Sarah Cameron's dad who's also awful a lot of them have a lot to go through and we saw JJ just go through the most and you're like I feel bad for you but he he was so funny like so so funny he had some of my favorite moments on the show and I thought that him and Pope's dynamic was always just so fun I don't know if it's episode one, but he's like, John B, just give me the John D. And I'm like, oh my God, these two are a riot. Like, I love them so much. And like, just their dynamic together. Like, most of that was improv, if you didn't know. If you watch interviews of them, um, the guys who played JJ and um, Pope, they improved a lot of those scenes. I think it's hilarious. They're so funny together. I, I love it so much. We've talked about this before, but the two, because they have such a great relationship in real life, I think it just comes across on screen. And I think that most of my favorite moments were things like that, where the two of them are just riffing. Um, yeah. I also loved, obviously, you can't love the show without the drama. Mm-hmm. I think one of my favorite things of all time is just watching JJ stick up for himself with his dad, watching the rage build up inside of him and watching him fight back. I like was audibly clapping and being like, yeah. get him, get him, 
get him. Like you just can't. I just every moment that he he held his own, he stuck up for himself, or even when he stuck up for his friends against you know the drug dealers who are trying to steal mm-hmm. for all their money and just from everything. I just like was a lot of it was me being like, come on, come on, go JJ, go JJ, go. Yeah, like, C- yeah. Can we talk about how JJ went to jail for Pope? <sighs> what like that was insane like he literally went to jail for his friend like i can't believe it and like even when pope because of course the the dynamic duo over there when they when they sink the boat they Mm -hmm. go for it i think that jj once again he was willing to go to all ends for his friends and, and he knew he knew that he encouraged pope to do it and that as a pope and as you know a friend that that was something that he needed to do and that's another reason why you just can't help but love him yeah you can't and like i I love their dynamic it's so fun you want to be there that's something else i love about the show it makes you want to be there it makes you want to be at the outer banks like a summertime riding boat like i never thought about these things until the show i'm like it really takes you into this world and this universe that you really want to be there and be their friends because their friendship dynamic on the show is so well because they're good friends in real life. They all lived together when they were filming. So I think it's just awesome. Um, Did you like Sarah Cameron? It was all up and down for me. I think (laughs) that there were times where I just could not understand her. A lot of the time I would watch and be like, what? Girl, I don't get you. Even things like she, her boyfriend's trying to jump off the roof with her and she's pissed. But then as soon as they do, she's like, awesome. That was fun. Her and John B's adventure, I was like, okay, okay, I see this. Like, I see what's going on here. I liked her. I think it was, I didn't, I really didn't, then I did. Mm -hmm. But by the end of it, I was like, okay, I'm rooting for her. I can tell that she was kind of, like, leaning towards the whole Pogue thing when she was, like, we first saw her when she was, like, she was, like, bouncing, like, trying to find a doll for Wheezy or something. And you see Sarah Cameron kind of be a little bit different. But then, like, I don't know, something that bugged me with her is that she said that Topper liked the idea of her, right? She's like, Topper likes the idea of me. He doesn't really know me. But then you see when she likes John B, does she like the idea of John B in the Pogue life? Or does she actually like John B? Because I feel like the relationship was very rushed towards yeah. the end. So that was something I thought about too. And like one of the things that I said I didn't really like when I kind of didn't get her. One thing that I thought about a lot was from the beginning, she was really quick to defend John B or to help him out and to kind of work with the pogues on things and a a part of me was like is this just because you're a young girl cooped up in your rich family's home Mm -hmm. want to rebel like was it her rebellious phase or or was it that she really cared about these people and that was something that i at first i was like okay don't really i don't really know if she is genuine and i agree i think that there were points where i was like is it the idea that she likes more than the actual people or the actual things like does she want to be a pogue because it's what her family would hate and what she's not used to and it's just the mm-hmm. opposite so i i kind of was back and forth with her like i thought she was funny and i always liked her character in general like who she was but I just, I couldn't, a lot of things I couldn't get behind. Yeah, I just, I like her character, like, I liked her development, but I do feel like her relationship with John B at the end, she's like, I would die for you, John B. I'm like, you, the hat, like, what? People say that Topper's gonna do a whole Steve Harrington, and I do honestly agree that season two, he's gonna change and become, like, a pogue to an extent, like, he's in a balanced pogue and kook because he loves Sarah, but, like, I don't know, Sarah, I think she likes the idea of the pogue life, because she was so quick to be like, okay, I'll hang out with him. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like there should have been more of a battle between that. 
And I think she was just, like, the mysterious, like, mysterious girl who's, like, oh, I want to do what's, like, not, like, yeah. known of me. I want to do something risky and different. And I yeah. want to know more about how Kiara was friends with her. Like, I want to know more. Yeah. Just gonna say, I was thinking about it, and I was, like, how did she end up with the Pogues? Like, how was her relationship, like, where did the relationship end with Sarah and start with them? Or how did it start with, like, I just, the whole dynamic Kiara, I think I would like to know more of her origin yeah. story a little bit because it's we so We didn't truly, get that. Yeah. We got, like, the, the reconciliation. We got the, we'll do it for John B. <laughs> like, yeah. The girls connecting. But I, I would like to know more of that, of her origin story and her dynamic and their dynamic. And Yeah, I want to know what happened. I wish we got flashbacks of her, like, getting bullied by the kooks and stuff. And, like, I want to see that. Also, can I say, I shipped Kiara and John B at first. It was mm-hmm. so oh, cute. Yeah. And then in the motel scene, JJ's like, no, not the motel scene. Um, J- in the motel scene, JJ's like, oh, I've tried that with Kiara because he like thinks Kiara's cute. And like, what does that mean? And then we see mm-hmm. um, Kiara tells John B like, oh, did you tell JJ we kissed? Why does she ask if, she, if he told, like, I want to know. Why would she ask if he told JJ but not Pope? Tell me why. I want to know. You tell, like, what do you think? Mm-hmm. People are shipping Kiara and JJ. I'll give my opinion on that after, but why do you think she said that? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I liked Kiara and JJ. I liked them. I, like, thought that that was a route that it was going to take when we learned yeah. that John B was, we're moving away from that. I don't have an answer. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there was so much tension with Kiara and John B. I, if I was Kiara, and I was a writer on that show, I'd be like, Kiara be pissed. Like, she, he moved on so fast. I don't know. I felt like they could have been something. I like Sarah Cameron, though. Like, that's a pivotal point in the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, the scene when they're dancing in the restaurant. Like, okay, it's a little sensual over here. A little tension, tension. I don't ship JJ and Kiara, really. And I don't ship JJ and Pope. Um, not JJ and Pope. Um, Kiara and Pope, either. I felt there was no chemistry between those two. I thought that that was, like, supposed to be a huge moment. Yeah. And I didn't feel, like, the attachment to that. Like, I was excited because I wanted them both to be happy and, like, they're two amazing characters. But, like, I didn't – I never felt like I was rooting for them. Mm -hmm. Except for when I knew it would be – like, Pope would be hurt if they weren't together. But there was never a point where I was like, this relationship, this makes sense. Like, please be together. I felt like – I just don't want to see Kiara with either of them. I just want her to, I want them to all be alone. Like, if that makes sense. Like, let John B and Sarah Cameron do their yeah. thing. But if I was Kiara, I would have been pissed that, like, I kissed John B and then all of a sudden he's kissing Sarah Cameron. You can tell that, though. You can tell she's, like, pissed. Like, what? Yeah. what's going on? So, I don't know. I don't really ship JJ and Kiara. People, like, ship them because she cares about him. Mm-hmm. And, like, he picked her up in the whole, like, uh, Midsummer's episode. Remember the end of that when, like, yeah, yeah that was so cute. And, like, I don't know. I don't ship them because of that. I just think it's a cute scene. Like, they're best friends. And also, like, I, they're all best friends. Like, the whole point of this show is that they'll do anything for each other. Mm-hmm. So I think that if we start focusing on, like, wanting them all to be together romantically, it kind of... It and, ruins it. And there can be a woman character, like, a female character that is just there to be with the guys like it doesn't always have to become this huge romance story yeah no it doesn't there's not necessarily a need for that when the whole point of the show is that they're best friends they're best friends in the end yep so yeah the whole pope kiara i'm sorry to the writers but that did not hit i was like oh no no offense to anyone i just don't think any relationship really worked other than john b and sarah cameron Mm -hmm. even that i thought was rushed like at the end i was like wait what? You would die for yeah, him? I agree. I just, it doesn't, every teen show 
like we've gone back to the gossip girl example they all date each other we're mm-hmm. we're making our rounds like we don't need that there's so many other moving parts to the show mm-hmm. that we don't need to make them all date each other there's yeah no to have these huge romantic gestures between the group between these pogues when you know we've let we've let sarah cameron and john b kind of take the romance aspect into their own hands like they're yeah. They're going to play the romance part. We yeah. They're the Monahues and the Copulates. Like, that's, that's yeah. the, the kook and the pokes are doing that. And I, I like that aspect of it. Keep that. Because Sarah's on true poke. Let's be real. Yeah. So keep that. And that's a pitiful point of the show. That's how things happen. Please do not. Any writer on the show, director on the show, Jonas Pate, where are you at? Do not do this. Do not let the fans tell you that JJ and Kiara need to be together. And please relook at the J, um, Kiara and Pope thing, please. Because it did not hit for us. Maybe they need more chemistry. I don't know. It yeah. did not work. It didn't work. I was happy because Pope was happy. And that yeah, was Pope was good. happy. I wasn't yeah. happy that they were, I, I, there was just no moment of like, yes. Maybe it was a kiss because they've been through so much and that they just, it was, just, I think it was an affection thing. I don't think it was like a, ro- like truly romantic thing. Yeah. If that makes sense. I think it was like a moment of like, okay, every, everything has gone bad. I'm going to kiss you. Like, you know, which isn't okay, but like they're, te- they're teenagers. They're teenagers, like you said. Yeah. So let's talk about Rafe. That, oh, that guy, Rafe, please. <sighs> the anger and the, like, his, and I think that it was an interesting choice, kind of like, okay, he's Sarah's older brother. He's friends with Topper, you know, white collar drugs he's he's a wealthy man getting into trouble with dealers because daddy cut him off like Mm -hmm. i think that whole dynamic and then having him become so relevant such a pivotal point of the season like because of rafe i think it was just really interesting because and and when i watched i was like okay he's annoying and it wasn't until we reached the end that i was like oh boy this man is ruining everything like I can say he was a great antagonist. He was so good. Like, yeah. his, ang- his like, anger and, like, everything and, like, everything about him. A lot of me was, like, oh, damn it. Like, another dad doing all of this damage on your kid. Like, it's so clear all mm-hmm. of the issues that he's having. Mm-hmm. Like, he, like you said, he's, a, he's not a good person. Like, I, no. don't, I don't like his character. He, he plays the antagonist so well. But I just, like, watching everything, just the way he interacts with his dad, too, was just so well done. It was that he was so angry because, like, you can tell he had issues, like, really bad, like, childhood issues because Sarah was favored. And then you have, he's a middle, middle child. Well, no, he's the oldest, oldest. My bad. He's the oldest. But so he's poor daddy's little girl. Yeah. So he has both the daddy's little girls. So mm-hmm. he, and, like, he gets cut off. And, like, you know, he was sad because he didn't get invited to go to the Bahamas and that he knows more than Sarah does. And that, like, He's not favored, and I feel bad. And, like, even his dad knew at the end when he, like, hugs him. He's like, yeah, I messed up. Like, that was my bad. I'm like, yeah, you suck. You, that's the reason why. Like, Rafe's character was just so, like, oh my, so frustrating. And, like, when Rafe um, jumped Pope, when Pope was delivering the food, and Topper was like, wait, wait. Like, we know Topper is a kook, and he's crazy, but Topper was had so much hesitation in that scene. He was like, wait a second, wait. I just, Rafe caused, I think, without his character development and everything, like, the show would have been completely different because, obviously, his character has arguably, like, the biggest event of the show. When Peter can get shot mm-hmm. and dies, that changes everything. It's it's a whole, but 
my I was like walking around yelling at my TV at points, and I feel like a lot of it has to do with Rafe's character that I mm-hmm. would I just even looking at his face, I'd be like, "Why you idiot? Like why, why, why you ruin everything?" Like yeah, I just the anger that was inside of me because of him, like just the way he treated everybody and everything. Once again, you you begin to pity him because you realize that he really is so broken. Yeah, he's a broken person. But he's a terrible person. Yeah, and then like, you see Sarah's like, oh my god, my brother's psychotic in the car. She's like, he just killed a cop. And that's when you see Sarah doesn't know who her true family is. Yeah. She's like, what? Like, and her dad has been lying to her. Her brother's psychotic. She doesn't, she's like, holy crap, my family's crazy. And I just think it's hilarious that, like, so we mentioned that this show is kind of like a class war throughout. And, like, you, mm-hmm. once you get to episode 7, 8, 9, 10, it's so intense. Each episode you have to keep watching. Yeah. And that's when we get the true, like, class war. We got the rich versus the poor, and the rich can do what they want. And you see Ward being like, oh, I'm just a, a sad dad. Where's my daughter? Mm-hmm. And then Ward lying that John B. attacked him. And that's when you should, that it shows that rich can do what they what they want in the show. I just, like, I'm so sad. Like, he would go to the lengths to stab himself and to, I guess it just broke my heart a lot when he threw John B. out of the bus and, Sarah just desperately was like, why? Like, I'm going to be honest and I have to defend my family. Like, and that just shows that people will do whatever they can to keep themselves and protect themselves. Like, yeah. He knew John- First of all, he knew that John B's dad was dead. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Yep. He basically killed him. He, he killed his dad. Yeah. And then to know that this boy was A, innocent, B, protecting your child, and C, you ruined his life to begin with. The only reason he acts this way is because he's trying to make up for the fact that his father tried so hard and he couldn't do it. Hmm. And then there, it's it's the same thing. Like, how can you not feel any empathy or sympathy because it's a class war and he's the poor kid. No matter what, he's the easy target that it's so easy to say it was John B because he knows he'll be believed. He just was a rich white man. And he got to do what he loved him, yeah. And he had the perfect family and the beautiful home, and to watch them all crumble, of course we didn't get to see that. Yeah. And I think, like you said, like the commentary on all of it, that like, daddy's boy will do whatever, and if it means taking down these innocent people, sorry, it's gonna yeah. happen. I thought it was interesting that the detective, when Sarah was like, at the tent, she's like, my dad did it, blah, 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 and like, the te- detective was like, okay, and I feel like he's gonna get to the bottom of it, he does not trust Ford, which he shouldn't, he has to not yeah. trust anyone. And I really thought that John B and Sarah were going to die. <laughs> I really, at the ending, I thought they were going to die. And I have some beef with the ending of the show. I personally think they should have ended it with, you don't know if they're dead or alive. And then season two would have ended with, begin with, you see them alive in the water. I think it should have ended up, that. Yeah. I wish it did that. But, you know, they, they should have done that, in my personal opinion. Like, it was a good show. Like, the ending, I wish they didn't show them being alive. Because I was like, oh. They're alive, okay. But maybe they did that because they didn't know if there was going to be a season two. I agree. I think that because I think about the relief that I felt when we see them in the water. Mm -hmm. And so I like, I can't imagine waiting all this time, especially so we don't know we're going to get a season two. Yep. Who knows what's happening right now. So I'm glad that we have that now. But I agree, like, the idea that, like, if that's how we started season two, then, like, it would bring a whole new 
light to the season. But. Yeah, I wish it was like that, but someone on TikTok did a prediction, and I'm like, that's what's going to happen. So this girl was like, this is how season two is going to be. The first episode, you're going to see all of them, all the, like, the Pogues at, and the Kooks at Sarah Cameron and John B's funeral, and they're going to be dead, like predicted dead, because they don't know where they are. Mm-hmm. And in the whole first episode, you're not going to see John B or Sarah Cameron at all till the very end, and you see them in the Bahamas chilling. That's what's mm-hmm. going to happen. I'm like, that probably is what's going to happen. And that's going to be so sad. Like, I'm not ready for that. Like, not at all. And they also think that the Pogues are going to split up and, like, not be as close anymore because of that. And I actually agree. I think Kiara might go back to the kooks at some point. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think Pope's dad's going to be like, oh, hell no. You cannot hang out with these people anymore. But I think Topper is going to go crazy and JJ. So if they think Topper and JJ is going to, like, stick together, which it sounds weird now, but – JJ has nothing to live for, and I think Topper really did love Sarah, like Sarah, to what he thinks love is as a teenager. So I think JJ's gonna go crazy looking for them. What do you think? I I agree. I think so too, because the whole last episode, obviously, they're willing to risk their own lives to help John B and Sarah at that point. Mm-hmm. And I think that like watching the heartbreak that they felt when when they didn't have answers. I think that it's going to mess with them a lot. And I think mm-hmm. that I don't think Pope's, I agree. Kiara's parents, Pope's parents, they're going to make them go their separate ways. Yep. They, Pope had a huge future. His parents did a lot to get him there and they're going to, it's going to be the last shot. We can't forget that they're still teenagers and they're young kids. And although they were on their own a lot and this is how they lived, like their parents still have control over their lives and they're going to have to do what their parents say. I think that JJ will be the one who won't give up on John B. And I think that Topper, I think he feels a lot of guilt. Mm-hmm. Like you said, like he does bad things, but I think that he, in his own mind, is just, he's a lost kid. Can we talk about Topper for a second and how Topper basically saved John B.'s life? Like, I want to discuss that. That was insanity. He almost, he almost killed John B. too. <laughs> okay, yeah, he almost killed John B. too. Talk about that. <laughs> like, almost killed John B. And then he saved his life. That was, that yeah. was, I, I when he did that, I was like, oh my god and i feel like that showed that topper sucks he's a sucky person but there is some growth that can happen there is some growth that that also kind of blew my mind when i saw it like i watched it happening and i was like okay like that's not the route that i thought it was gonna take like i thought it was gonna be like john b was gonna get his revenge and he was gonna send him out there to the wolves and use him but to see that topper willingly was was there to help Mm -hmm. was a plot twist for sure in my mind like yeah i think topper because he dated sarah cameron kind of knows that it is messed up and i think he knows i think he knows rafe is crazy yeah i can see season two starting off with like a news anchor talking about their deaths and like the whole serious thing and it's like months later but i think the drug dealer is gonna be a major part in season two because now the drug dealer barry i think that's his name owns um rafe now he's like i own you like you're mine i know that you killed the cop but i'm like dang he was a good character too like he was a really good actor yeah. and he was like that's like his first major role i'm pretty sure i like creep on his instagram and yeah, that dynamic it. was i think an important one too what did he say when and when rafe came to he was like hey country club i was dying what do you say late to the tea party or something oh, that was so funny so do you actually think the show is good or do you think the show we we think the show is good because we we're bored in quarantine because of corona so my brother and I, so I have a 16-year-old brother. Mm-hmm. Love him. <laughs> and he, he's not a big TV person. He mm-hmm. loves 
TikTok. He loves watching YouTube videos and vlogs and stuff. And he, okay, I will say this. He's obsessed with Euphoria. Loves it. Mm. Good taste. But he also is the first to be like, this is dumb. Like, this is stupid. And I was running around my living room screaming in the last episode stressed like get him get him it's Rafe mm-hmm. it's Rafe like at when they were trying when Sarah was trying to get over to tell the detective that it was Rafe I was literally like it was Rafe say it mm-hmm. and he just kept going this is stupid and I was like I know it is I like and that was my response so like I know that it's dumb he also loves stranger things though and yeah great taste there but but I, I'm like, it's not supposed to be real. Like, we're not, it's not supposed to feel like our lives. Like, this yeah, no. supposed to feel. But I kept being like, I know it's stupid, but I love it. See, I'm like back and forth. Like, someone on like the Outer Bank subreddit was like, this show's actually really dumb, but I like it. I'm like, it's like, it gives me that vibe of the Goonies. And yeah. they say it's like Scooby-Doo too. Cause they're like, who did it? And I'm like, it's like all those put together. And you, d- I didn't know going into it is going to be a treasure hunt. And I was like, okay, yes. where's the treasure at though? I want to do that too. I think the show just makes you want to be somewhere else. And that's what I like about it. It's like a nice yes. escape. Nice escape. And we're still talking about it. They hooked us. Like yeah. we, the casting. Mm-hmm. And there are some things that I'm like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, when they're going to get the gold and oh, I was gonna you know, say that in my mind, around and like they're running through her house at this point. I was like, okay, like the blind lady that was so crazy. Yeah. Like it happens to be an old lady that lives alone who Kills not someone. only is she blind, but you can see it in her eyes. And they come face to face with her, and she's swinging at them. And there were parts of that where I was like, I still was like, oh my god, oh my god, and feeling mm-hmm. it. But I also was like, okay, like, this is a little dumb. It's stupid. Yeah. But I still just have so much love and respect for the show. Yeah, I love it. Like, I watch so many interviews. Okay, are you a normal person or do you watch a TV show and you're like, let me watch every cast interview, follow them on Instagram, find out their whole lives, know everything about them. That's me. You know, when That's I watch how a TV I am show. with most things. Like, yeah. well, even the fact, like, when we met through bands, like, mm-hmm. that's just how, like, I, when I love something... I love it and I'm yep. going to invest in it. Yep. And that I think like, but I think with this cast, it is a little bit different just because one, they're just fun. Like they just have so much fun together mm-hmm. outside. So you get to have this dynamic of like, you love them all together so much on the show. It's just so nice to see them all together in the real world. Yeah. I like watched it in one day, 10 hours because you know, quarantine time, I have nothing else to do. And I never watched a show like that where I'm like, okay, next episode, next episode. And I think it was a nice escape. And it's weird because all the stands and the fans are all really young. And, like, we're, like, the same age as most of the cast. Except for Chase Stokes, who's, like, 27. But, like, I'm not – we're not far off from that, baby. Oh, Mm -hmm. God. We're getting old. But it's nice to see, like – I liked watching their interviews because um, I'm an aspiring filmmaker. So, like, seeing their hustle really inspired me. And Chase being, like, you know, I barely had any money. I moved to L.A., when I did Stranger Things and got that gig, I was in my car sleeping. And I really respected that because that's what, that's the hustle there. Like me and Jenna both want to go into entertainment. She into like the music side. I'm more into the film side. We both study communications. So we're both very into media. I just, it, it is, it's just so nice to see them. And like, even, you know, it's, it is kind of weird seeing Rafe and Topper being best friends with John yeah. and AJ and everything, but it's just so nice to just have this, this like, true pure friendship because Mm -hmm. a lot of cast there are a lot of shows where the cast are friends and they reunite and they do these like one-time specials where they're all on facetime but like this cast loves each other and Mm -hmm. they will 
do anything for each other. And I think that's really awesome because it really does portray on screen. Like watching the yeah. both all together, you it's clear that like mm-hmm. this group of people as characters and as people, like they will do anything to help each other. And that's really cool. I don't know. It's just such a like good, solid cast. It's like the it's kind of like the Losers Club or like Stranger Things like click. Like they're like the older version of that. And I really see it them taking on the success of Stranger Things and, like, doing their own thing, but, like, being that successful. Not, like, a Riverdale success. I I see them being, like, a Stranger Things successful. So, we're pogs for life. And I think that's it for today's episode. Oh, man. We did it. We did it. We talked about it. We weren't too messy either, but thank you so much, Jenna, for coming on, and thank you so much for listening to our opinions on Outer Banks. Go watch it if you haven't, and thank you so much for listening. (laughs) 